0: Welcome aboard the good ship, uh, I don't know, Limehouse, HMS Limehouse. If you are new, uh, welcome aboard. I, I say this because I'm speaking today to, or I have spoken to, rather, Sean of Atmosphere, from Atmosphere, and therefore, maybe maybe you're new to this podcast. And, it, and in which case, I welcome you with both arms cast outward in an opening loving fashion and hope that you stick around for more than one episode. In fact, here's something for you. had a conversation with uh, B. Dolan, Sar Rock and Evidence. Those individual episodes are all waiting, awaiting your lovely little uh, ears that may or may not need syringing. Yeah, so I've got about another three minutes of yakking, just to bring you up to speed on the podcast, and then I'm handing it over to me and uh, Sean. But yeah, so Sean has been kind of at the forefront, I suppose, of the Minneapolis and uh, rhyme Sayers movement for quite a while now. I would I would say a, a, a long old while. Uh, I, I came across the, these guys, the, their, their music, I, I don't know, I'd say about sort of three or four years ago, and have been listening intermittently um, along with bands such as, well, artists such as sa Rock. And, I, you know, it's not my background. Hip hop is not my background. I was kind of dragged up listening to um, blues music, uh, rock, and. And then sort of then got into indie music and and sort of, I don't know what you'd call it really, art rock, I suppose. But lately, over the past few years, I've definitely started reaching out into that, into the other avenues and what have you. So this is my attempt, at least, to try and galvanise a little bit of more interest in that segment, in that genre of music that is so unbelievably important. Uh, within society. And I think you'll um, I think, you know, you'll you'll get a lot from this conversation simply because it's a, a journey conversation. So we talk about uh, yeah, his journey. As <laughs> simple as that. And the ups and downs along the way, as is the want with the Limehouse podcast. Again, if you are new, that is kind of just the raison d'etre of this, this podcast is just basically talk about people and their lives. That said, there are a few random episodes because that's life, isn't it? We're not all just hip-hop lovers, we're hip-hop lovers and we love the blues, or we love reading. We love reading uh, about crime or crime fiction, and then we like gardening, uh, or then we like reading about just the countryside or something. We all have different multi- multifaceted minds and different levels of interest on, on subjects, and that's what I hope to bring with this podcast you know, different stuff. So, for example, I have a, a a deep dive on Tom Petty, where I have three episodes talking about Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I have a deep dive on the Talented Mr. Ripley, the book by Patricia Highsmith. So, you know, you get a lot from this podcast, I think. And at least that's my my um, my attempt is to try and empty some of my interests in uh, out onto this show. And I hope that some of the people I speak to uh, tip you know sort of pique your interest. So, yeah. Anyway, look onwards and upwards. Um, if, if this this podcast used to be political, right? And we we, uh, Sean and I of Atmosphere, we get into politics um, reasonably heavily. I, I sort of uh, you know try and I try and talk a little bit, you know, try and get in in, in the weeds and on what. Um, the sort of uh, social commentary aspect is of hip hop and its role within society and, and uh, I don't know, so, so homophobic and uh, sexist sloganism that's sometimes used in hip hop. And um, I think we get a little bit closer to it because I try to speak um, to ev- with ed- with evidence about that and we didn't really, it didn't really work. You know, I, and Sean is, is such a sweet guy. I mean, he, he was really open to my questions and uh, and the whole vibe of it. it was very cool very chilled and he yeah again i cannot say this enough he's such a sweet guy which is kind of it's, it's becoming like a, tr- a thing now a trend with this podcast sweet people um but yeah look thanks so much for tuning in i'm on twitter at limehouse pod and we're on instagram the limehouse podcast and uh yeah if you feel like checking out um I don't know what you call it, the website, which I have a lot of stuff on, short films, comedy pilots, short films, uh, the Limehouse podcast blog, uh, and all sorts. It's somedaysadiamonds.co.uk, somedaysadiamonds.co.uk. Anyway, look after yourself. Bear with it. I mean, over in the UK here, we're having to do with the uh, fuel, a fuel, fucking hell, I'm tired, fuel. Shortages, thanks to uh, Boris Johnson and his absolute ineptitude. They had five years to plan for it and they're still fucking it up. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it. Great Britain fuel shortages and we don't have enough truck drivers and it's hilarious. And if you're from the UK, um, what are we going to do? What are we actually going to do? Brexit is a shower of shit, okay? And if you're tuning in from America... Then hi, um, you got rid of Trump. Well done, congratulations. How do we get rid of Boris Johnson? Maybe tweet me with some ideas at Limehouse Pod. See ya. Look after yourselves. Bye now.
1: now that there are so many moving parts to my life, it's almost like um, you know, making the music is still the same. Making the music still feels the same, but all of the, the, the business of releasing music and the business of selling music is just really kind of, it's fallen kind of outside of my wheelhouse. I, I don't have as much um, of a hand in all of that because I just don't care as much about the business side of it, if that makes any sense. And it's not to say that I'm apathetic, it's just more like I I, I am now focused on, you know, the business side of just running a, a, a family, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and so, yeah, so it's like, oh yeah, you know, if, if my wife didn't remind me that there was a, um, a album coming out, then I'm gonna forget that there's an album coming out. And she forgot to remind me this morning that there's an album coming out. So it's like been the last thing on my mind, but I'm glad you're here to shake me up and remind me that i'm supposed to sell a album or something do people even <laughs> buy albums anymore like is that even a thing you know is it stream my shit. are we allowed to say shit? take us take a big pile of streaming shit. oh you
0: can my friends you can yeah all
1: right
0: right on <laughs> man that is so funny like i think do you know what i'm getting towards a stage of my life where it's kind of like in reverse like um when i was younger doing music i i would be um not necessarily clueless, but just, it was just such a weight of, of, um, and it was, it was quite like, uh, Jurassic as well, like in terms of the music industry. So there's no streaming platforms or anything. So you were more or less out of, out of your control to a degree. Now, you know, right. I'm, I'm releasing a podcast every week and I'm, I'm, and I'm Instagram and Twitter and I'm doing all this shit and, um, and, and writing a little column and I'm trying to like just, and, and so I have to be on it. I'm not getting fucking paid for any of it though. I mean it's but i mean does your does your life sort of depend upon your i I don't know what you would call it really your focus on the music or can you be a little bit more chilled out now and leave that to other people
1: i feel as though um when it comes to what i need to focus on in order to to you know meet my fiscal responsibilities um making the music and touring and performing the music is still really important to to my unit um but i also know that selling it's important but i just know that i'm not that good at selling it like i used to i used to (laughs) I used to quantify myself as a better salesman when I was younger. And nowadays I don't know that I'm as good of a salesman as I used to be. So now I've kind of stopped wearing that hat and I let the people at the label wear that hat. And I just kind of, I make the music and then I hand it to them and then they can figure out what the hell they want to do with it from there. And, you know, I still play a a, a hand in, you know, um, booking my tours and deciding what we're going to do physically uh, Mm, with our our music, you know what I mean, um, and I still play yeah. a hand in the like the the artwork that go along with the record and all that. But but when it comes to picking which song is gonna be a video or picking, uh, you know, uh, or even just organizing, you know, like you and me, we're talking right now. But right. you gotta realize I had no hand in that. I literally oh, got no, an email saying you're going to talk to this guy on this day and i'm like yeah cool i can do that you know <laughs> the, the, the issue is whether or not i can do it well you know that that remains to be seen but i can i can at least you know set a set an alarm yeah. and try to do it you know what i mean like yeah
0: yeah well you know we're here so well done you know i, I judging the background you're giving me here man i'm I've, I've, i'm glad that we've managed to get this far it's good you know um but I know exactly how you feel like I mean I I've got a couple of kids and it, and and it is um one's 3 one's like 9 months it's it's pretty exhausting and and what have you and and um yeah you it's Real life, you know what you're talking about earlier then, That you know, it's like you've got the burning desire when you're a kid, when you're a bit younger. You've got this total insane focus because if you don't, then you're just going to fall by the wayside. And then, if you do make a good record or whatever, and there's some commercial success, you've got to. You, you you don't want to just end up in McDonald's or whatever the fucking hell it is again. You you got to keep soldiering on. It's like any job, right?
1: Right. You know, they and they they the, the whole point is you want to make music and you want to share your art and you want to be heard um, because you want to feel like you're contributing something. You know, you want to feel like what you're doing is in some way helping somebody, whether it be yourself or, yeah. you know, the, the, the fans. And at some point you got to go, okay, so what are what are the benefits of that? And if if, if, if you can't benefit by at least trying to enjoy your life and, and, and if you can't benefit by, you know, trying to watch your children grow or, or your dogs or whatever it is that you got that you're growing your garden, you know, if you're not, if you're not, if you're not at least benefiting by being able to buy yourself some time to enjoy your time, then it almost feels like then, well, what did you do all that work for, you
0: know? Right. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Some people, I, I mean, definitely, obviously, you'd you'd know better than me, perhaps. But uh, some people do really struggle to see this uh, wood through the trees, you know, just just trying to feel like, um, you know, see like the light rather through the trees, and and it's, oh man, you know, it's it's brutal. But when you do get an element of of a break, I mean, it's a bit of luck, but also I think you make your own luck. And then, like like you you like you guys did, you know, back in the back in the day, um, you, it, it to be still doing it like fucking how many years later? It's it, it's in a pretty brutal industry, um, you know, like hip hop and what have you. That is that is that's saying something, you know. You must be like proud
1: of that. I, I'm grateful. I'm very. I realize how fortunate we are to still be able to do this. You know, especially considering we never we never really made that hit where, you know, we got the big chunk of money all at once. It's like we're still okay. surviving this in in a somewhat of a I guess I would almost go as far as to say a blue collar fashion. It's just that now we have, you know, imagine if if music was this if music was a job, you know, we are in in more of kind of like a um, a, a day-to-day version of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not a lot yeah, of room absolutely. for just, we're not on an island phoning it in and, or we're, we're, you know, flying back to the States just to get a little work in and take a couple of meetings. It's like, it, it's a day-to-day thing. And yeah. so, but with that said, though, we never, um, we never fell off either, I guess. You know, it's like, you, you can't, you know, it, 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 I always joke with Anthony, about how you know we never got to the top of the mountain but that's good because that means we never got to fall off the top of the mountain we just yeah. found a place somewhere on the mountain to set up camp and weather <laughs> and you know just kind of live through the weather that comes you know what i'm saying and so yeah. so and that's very fortunate because it's like i have friends who you know through the 90s or the odds made that hit and now I, 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 you know, I, I watch and wonder, like, well, what's next for these guys? You know, what I'm saying it's like, mm-hmm. but you know, the, the world is going to continue to throw struggles at everybody. Um, some people are, are, you know, have have more resources to deal with the struggles that come their way. Some people have less. Some people, you know, maybe they don't even have the, the, the emotional tools to deal with those struggles, or maybe they do. You know, the bottom line is we're all going to have to shoulder some of. The struggles of life and so i feel fortunate that these are the ones that i get to shoulder
0: well put man well put yeah i mean you mentioned anthony there so i i say anthony uh, you guys say anthony I, I still haven't figured out which one i prefer because of the sopranos you've got anthony junior and you know and then just tony soprano but and we'll just go with anthony for now sure, um, sure yeah that when the hell did that so for those that don't know Anthony that's your 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 bezy bezy buddy there producer um what when did that relationship start man like when was that that must have I, I mean to me it feels like it started so long ago that it was like fucking black and white you know like uh Laura and Hardy times
1: I, I would agree with you. <laughs> and that's a that's a that's a that's a good way to describe that. Um we met we met in 1994 and started working together in 1995. Um so yeah, we've been we've been making music together for a long time. Jeez,
0: Independence uh, Day wasn't even out then.
1: The the film Independence Yeah,
0: Day? The, yeah, man, the greatest film that was ever made.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So okay, that that tells me a little bit about you. Um, yeah. I I, am, I I I I don't know if that film was made or not. I I'm sorry, but that <laughs> film did not created it, it, it didn't put a dent in my in my timeline um Ooh, i mean okay. i i saw the film i saw it don't get me wrong and i think i may have even <laughs> seen that movie in a theater but it I, it didn't you know it here's the thing though i had my first kid in 1994 and okay, so there were wow. other there were other things putting dents in my timeline you know what i mean
0: <laughs> so- jesus christ for real <laughs> definitely man whoa okay yeah that that, that 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 makes sense to me now you know
1: wow independence day the movie yeah
0: i, bas- I just basically <laughs> fuck me man i just basically railroaded my own question because i just i, I just, love it though just i put love it fucking will smith uh bill pullman in in there um no sorry yeah so wait you met you, you you met anthony back in 94.
1: yep i met him through a mutual friend we both had named musab who used to rap under the name beyond Uh, He was actually the first artist that Rhyme Sayers was working with, putting out music for. Um, And and Anthony used to make all of his beats (laughs) back then. And so, uh, and, and, and Musab and me had become friends just via the, you know, the, the, the scene here. And he is the one that asked me to come over and make a song with him at his producer's house. So I went over there and met Anthony and, uh, yeah, we hit it off we became friends I was a I was I was fully inspired and in and, 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 and awe of his work ethic yeah you know I, a lot of my friends that rapped they just even myself included we rapped because we could we rapped because it was convenient it was a hobby it was fun it was like a it was like a way that we entertained ourselves it was just a, a, a you know, and and when i met anthony i realized whoa there are people here that do this because they have to because this right. is how they this is how they spend their time so that they don't go crazy you know this is how they spend their time to help ground themselves and and that inspired me because i knew that i knew i was like that i just never met anybody to show me the way yeah and so once i met him and saw the way then that's all i did with my free time it was no longer a weekend smoke weed drink beers and and, and and get into a cypher with my friends it was now on the weekend drink coffee smoke weed and make songs and record them
0: <laughs> yeah 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 man I, I can relate to that i can relate to that i think even if it's like because we, we, we touched on earlier on like levels of success and what have you i think even when you're like super duper young just just and it doesn't really necessarily even matter to the quality of music that you're making Or fucking even what musical art you're doing just as long as it's like bringing you focus, you know giving you some hope right
1: fully you know fully and and honestly i i early on learned how to use it as my therapy um just to help guide me and and give me an outlet to to communicate to myself you know oftentimes you know people will hire therapists and see them and create relationships with them so that they basically can hear themselves talk in front of another person and that is what happened for me is that working with anthony and making so much music i found a way to start writing songs about everything i was experiencing everything i was thinking about everything that i was going through as a means to hear myself talk in front of another person as well as get a recording of it so i could go back and study it and listen to it and figure out you know which rhymes were whack whatever but that was kind of the beginning of even me developing the style of rap that i ended up kind of you know that the lane that i ended up carving out for myself
0: right yeah that that is interesting though man like do you think like there's a level of maturity that you've realized there over the years to be able to to accept that that you did need some kind of outlet and it, and, it, and it necessarily it doesn't necessarily have to be like um a road to damascus moment but just like a general sort of growing
1: into that expressionism nice reference and yes i feel like early on when people would try to explain to me what they heard in my music, I would actually become defensive because I felt like people were um, isolating me or segregating me away from hip hop by saying, oh, but the kind of rapping you're doing is more like this. And I felt like, no, don't separate me. I, I'm No, I'm not doing anything different. No, I'm just keeping it real, just like everybody else. It's just that my mm-hmm. version of keeping it real meant I was talking about this. And it wasn't until later that I realized that all of those people that they, they were just trying to communicate to me how they saw it. And now I realized they were right. You know, it took a long time for me to embrace that and for me to admit that that Really was what was going on because at the time I was so insecure about my craft and about my art and about my place in hip hop that I was afraid that if you if you if I allowed people to segregate me and call me anything other than rap, then um I felt like it kind of uh invalidated what I was trying to do, and yeah, you know, and I and I and I, I man, I had all kinds of different ways of being combative towards that you know i i I remember at one point i had um jokingly started using the phrase emo rap as a way to (laughs) just i I did that to describe myself but also as a way to i guess shoot myself down before anybody else had the opportunity to that's how
0: interesting that that,
1: that's how insecure i was you know years later you know when um the media and the and the critics started acting actually throwing around the word emo rap, then it was just a joke to me because I was like, uh, I invented that phrase and now (laughs) you're trying to use it against me, you know? And then another set of years later, people started using the phrase again, but this time they weren't using it as an insult. They were using it as a way to actually accredit the artists that were doing the things that fit into that category. Like when artists like Juice World or, uh, you know, um, um, Lil Peep, started getting called emo rap it was no longer a way to invalidate them like it had been earlier when people were trying to invalidate me so it's weird the irony was i invented it the term not the actual genre but i invented Mm -hmm. the term as a joke and then people tried to use the term to harm me and then years later i watched some of those same people use the term to approve of other artists and so I, I learned then to be very careful with my jokes, because my mm-hmm. jokes are actually, you know, um, all of us, all of our jokes, all of our comedy are all rooted in something very real. And so it's important that we're aware of that before we just like randomly throw those jokes out there. You know, it's funny yeah. because uh, years later I decided to, to start calling myself dad rap and... This was prior to like, you know, uh, some of the, like, this was prior, you know, this was like 2008 when I started throwing that term around. And at the time, again, people started mocking it and making fun of the fact that, oh, he's dad rap. What does that mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he's wearing cargo shorts. You know what I mean? And and it's like, uh, but then, and then years later, people started using the phrase to to give credit to like Nas and Jay-Z when they started making albums that were more mature, if you will. And so it's just, it's interesting to see. It's interesting to see how you know where, 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 how people use the tools that they have, especially those of us that write. Because when we write, you know, we realize the written word is a, it's a very strong, powerful thing, and, and, and most of us will pretend like it's not, but we know it mm. is. And uh, and so it's it's always interesting to me, especially now as an older person who really kind of cares less about what people think of me. Um, now, looking back on a lot of it, it's really interesting to see how I've used my written word to harm and to injure and other people have used their written word to harm and to injure and how, you know, as you get older, you figure out, OK, I need to figure out how to use this word to heal and, 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 and to, to help. You know what I mean? It's And it's it can all come from the same artist. You know, that same artist, who early on was just like talking shit about how cool he was or how whack you were later on grows to become somebody who wants to like, you know, just leave something for the kids to, to actually, you know, digest and, 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 and marinate on.
0: No, 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 that's, that's where it's really cool man. Like I so I love, I love everything you said there, man. I mean, I, what, what I got there, I don't know. It's quite interesting because I'm thinking about maturity and um, masculinity growing up and what have you. And uh being able to I, I don't know what you'd call it, like it kind of like um like dissect your own psyche as um as, as you're growing older and what have you but what interests me is like when you're a, a younger guy you know what's what level of like inspiration were you taking from your childhood on like say i don't know like overcast or what have you like you know you, um your first first album where was that coming from was that um was that all hardship or was it um heartbreak was it you know family what what was the main inspiration behind
1: that well speaking on behalf of obviously only myself because there were a few other people involved in overcast there was a a rapper named spawn and who now goes by wreck the heavyweight and then also uh, my friend beyond musab he was also on that album Oh um, yeah, man, he was yeah. he was he was present for much of it, too. So he he played a larger role than you would suspect by just seeing, you know, the the collaborations on there. But he was he was around for almost the full making of that album, just as another person in the room with, you know, giving me a thumbs up or thumbs down, you know. Yeah. But um, and then Anthony, of course. And and so speaking on behalf of just myself, I would say that when I hear Overcast now, when I hear and I had to approve um, the vinyl reissue recently, I had to listen to the test pressing, right, to make sure that everything seemed okay. So I was able to actually sit and listen to the whole album, which is not my favorite thing to do, to listen to my old stuff. But listening to it now, in my, in my in, in the ears that I've grown into, and in the mind I've grown into, what I hear is somebody who is, um, it's like, I'm trying to distract you and cover up all the trauma that is actually inside of who i was you know yeah. it was um it, it, you know when i when we were making that album it was my first actual album and and truthfully you know it was it was what i considered my first cd cuz back then cds were like what you wanted to make and yeah. so here i was you know cuz i'd recorded tapes before I, I i you know but this was the first cd so i took it super serious and <laughs> you did. almost You almost don't realize that you'll ever get to make a second one you approach it as if this is the only one you're ever gonna make when it's your first you know and so i had to put everything in there and the 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 the, the funny part is i didn't i barely put anything in there you know i look at it and i go wow knowing knowing that i was knowing that my intention was to put it all in there but seeing how much i actually did not put in there how much i hid how much and how much writing i did to cover up the insecurities and the trauma and you mentioned masculinity and i'm glad you did because a lot of the trauma and insecurities that i had at that point in my life were based in you know masculinity and so
0: and particularly in in hip-hop and rap right i mean it's just fucking like almost to the point where there's this toxic masculinity and 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 like you can't deny that like a lot of hip hop a lot of, of rap is just like fucking like profoundly offensive towards women and like I don't know like like you know the um queer community it's
1: like fuck man well definitely but you gotta also remember it is not hip hop so much but it's American culture hip hop right. is is a, is merely a reflection of uh, a culture, American culture, that was taught to the people who make hip-hop and the advocates, the people who listen to it. And so, you know, like, I don't want to get too far into, you know, the, the descendants of slaves, people who were stolen from their home, brought here, stripped of their culture stripped of everything and they had to start over and build a culture out of trauma because they were traumatized for hundreds of years and i mean yeah. to, to, still to this day still to this day there is tr- non-stop trauma in here of uh, the american traumatized now fast forward to the birth of hip-hop and you have this this music being created by by black and brown people who are reflecting what they were taught, even as kids, even as young as one, two years old the trauma that was Sean,
0: sorry man, I'm losing your signal quite heavily
1: the the trauma they were forced to... Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now?
0: I can Can hear you, you. Can you hear me now? i can but it's very sketchy
1: oh, okay. all right how about here yeah, i'll wait because i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to give anybody room to misinterpret what i'm saying here
0: no 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 god no no, no. Okay. um let's go back because you you were talking about um basically um inherited trauma uh from uh third fourth fifth generation uh, slaves so um oh. if you can yeah
1: yeah so the inherited trauma as well as present day trauma still being inflicted on people today and it's going to be reflected in the music you know and it's 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 difficult to point fingers at the artists when you're if if we're not taking into consideration what created you know what what created these the, the, those artists you know what i'm saying it's like it's hard well, for yeah. us to point
0: I, I mean to a degree i mean to a degree i mean there's so there's the, the problem that i have and i like i love so much hip hop that is just so beautifully expressive and opinionated but comes from a decent well well thought out place man that's what i really really love what i detest is how how women are just when I was growing up, what put me off rap, what put me off hip hop was the, um, you know, the use of, use of the word bitch, right? And it, it used to drive me completely insane. I was like, what? And the, you know, and then the money and all that and all this bullshit that comes with it. And, the, and then obviously you learn, as you were just saying, toxic masculinity. Where is this all coming from? What's driving this, right? Now, like we're in the 21st century, we're in like 2021 and like, you know, it's still kind of going on, but I guess that's because of present-day trauma, what you've what you've discussed there. But and this isn't your job to help me understand at all. But I'm I'm I guess what I'm trying to get at is like you've 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 got such a beautiful vibe about your music, and and that's what attracts me to it. And and there's this just like this other ugly side. To the to the um, to the genre that I I can't wrap my head around, you know.
1: Well, I'll 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 break it down in real simple terms. It's like we do need to hold somebody accountable, but I think we need to make sure we're holding the right source accountable, and that source is white supremacy. Period.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And and so again, I I I I'm I'm cautious about pointing at particular artists. And oh, you don't have to do say, that,
0: man. Don't worry about that
1: yeah you know but more so it's like well what creates the desperation and need and desire to go out and make as much money as possible for starters and then why why do people buy that why do people buy the toxic masculinity why does it sell you know, you have to look. It's 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 just so much deeper than just the culture of the music. It's 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 a part of capitalism is a big part of it. Uh, white supremacy is a big part of it, and it's just we've got a big mess here. And it's it's yeah. culturally ingrained in us. You know, even because you could t- take hip hop away, you could suddenly it could you could just erase it. It could go away, and suddenly there'd be something to replace it, which will also reflect a lot of that toxicity. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Then no, no, that is, that is so true. And you know, I had this conversation with evidence not so long ago and, um, I don't know about this conversation and I, my, my question to him was like, you know, what, should hip hop be more political? Should it, should it be more like, I don't know what B Dolan's doing or whatever. And, and where it's kind of, you know, facing down sexism, homophobia, uh, and and should there be like I don't know a percentage of an album put aside by every artist? That sounds ridiculous. But I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like you know, come on, hip hop, get in line. But then again, it's not come on hip hop. It's come on some artists. But um, but then, I mean, really,
1: it's it's come on America. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's, right. it's, it's, it's 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 America needs to be. Um, recoded you know it's like if there was a way to to it needs a couple of of updates you know what i mean it needs it needs it needs a a, a, a couple of updates like you when you're when you turn the phone off at night yeah yeah when your computer (laughs) needs to be updated that that's what that's what this place needs you know what i'm saying like um but you know within that here's what i would say is that the thing about culture is it will shift and it'll it'll change based on the desires of the people taking part. And you do see a lot of change and a lot of shift nowadays, because a lot of people don't want to hear the toxicity anymore. A lot of people don't want to take part in that. And so hopefully what will occur is that um, the money will follow that if the people change their mind, then the money will try to figure out, well, how do we get those people in their money and them and then and then things will shift for that. You know, and mm-hmm. that's really what it what it, really what it comes down to. You know, but there was a time before the um the the okay, the 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 hip hop that you've expressed distaste for. There mm-hmm. was a time before that when hip hop wasn't like that. So what made hip hop go that way? I mean, it's obvious that it went hand in hand with the music industry realizing how much money they could make off of this culture oh god yeah and and that's when suddenly that's when suddenly you know because before let's say i mean i don't want to point any fingers but but let's say nwa they blew up and it was think, huge I was
0: thinking nwa as well man so
1: yep such a such an amazing large record and it sold so well that some people saw it and didn't realize how much social commentary was in there. All they heard was the N-word and the guns and the bitches and the yeah. toxicity. And so the industry developed a full system to not only continue making and, and ensuring that that kind of music is there, but also ensuring that there was people providing that content, yeah. you know? And and you know at the end of the day, I still look at it like this. I, you got you got really famous rappers out here, myself not included, obviously because I'm not that fucking famous. But you got really <laughs> you got really famous rappers out here who people want to hold accountable for this shit, and I understand that. But I also know that a lot of those rappers are also. You know, giving jobs to people from their old neighborhoods and employing and empowering people. And it becomes really, really messy when you want to start holding them accountable because you got to also look at well, fuck, man, what are they doing that's also beneficial? for their surroundings you know it's
0: like and also like it's like you said man what the fuck you know you don't people think of like hip-hop they think of like new york or la or what have you but you know not much in between
1: i mean growing up here was kind of um it's interesting because it's a it's a it's a struggle but also there's a small town thing that makes it like even though the struggle is present there's also this desire to Take it easy, you know, Uh, and and so it's a, the the communities here are very, there's a lot of inequity. It's, 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 it's probably one of the worst areas in America for, for black children when it comes to schools, the, the inequities in the school system, the inequities in housing, the, you know, the inequities here are massive, but because we're not in the South, people never really consider how you know, how, how the, how the, how, how racist it is here. And when I say racist, I'm not necessarily talking about your neighbor who doesn't like black and Mexican people, but I'm talking about like the racism that's like built into the systems here. And, and so we get a pass because it's like, you know, we're, we're in the North and this was, you know, a place where interracial marriages popped off and there was a lot of inter, there's a, you know, I, I remember, uh, there was a, a a group here. Their T-shirt used to say, um, "Minnesota, the land of ten thousand brown babies with white mothers." You know what I mean? It was like the, mm-hmm. that was kind of. It was almost as if we were proud of that. You know what I mean? And we we pat yeah. ourselves on the on our, we pat ourselves on the back for being super liberal and progressive and Paul Wellstone and all that shit. But the truth okay, is, yeah. this place is you know, this place is pretty hard, especially if you're a black family or a brown family. And this place has a very strong history of segregation. It's just it went under the radar because everybody was looking at the South. Um. Yeah. Now, with that said, you know, as far as uh, you know, you ask about rhyme stairs, and it's it's funny to me that people always equate rhyme stairs with the Twin Cities. I realize we're we're based in the Twin Cities, but the majority of the artists that are assigned to rhyme stairs at any given time are not from the Twin Cities. You know, no, we're a late them, right? we're. Yeah, they're from all over. We're a label that's based here, but it's not um, not because, you know, it, it, we have so many artists signed from here. You know what I mean? It's like there's, so, there's a ton of artists here putting out music that don't look or sound like rhyme sayers at all. And they're still great, amazing artists. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's weird because people tend to pigeonhole the Twin Cities as a rhyme sayers thing. And I feel like that's got to be frustrating for artists here who are not, like rhyme sayers you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's got to be kind of like, a, almost like you know, bittersweet because, <laughs> sure, you know, any 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 attention the Twin Cities can get is good, but it's like, well, if people just keep showing up trying to sniff out rhymesayers acts, it's like it's almost, yeah, I got to imagine if if I was an artist that wasn't a part of rhymesayers, I would probably resent Rymsters, if you know what I mean. And so, right. in that, and that's weird, but also, you know, this history has a. a a huge. The city has a huge history of being a, a barrel full of crabs. You know, you know that phrase, a, 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 a crabs in a barrel, trying to get out and and accidentally pull, pull, yeah. Yeah. pulling each other back in the barrel as we're all trying to scramble out of here. You know what I mean? Like, right. because we're not, we're not New York and we're not L.A. and there is not a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for. There's not a lot of opportunity here. It's not right. like. You can just you can just uh you know go down go downtown like you can in new york and there's 10 different record labels that you could drop your demo tape off you know what i mean like it, it, it was never like yeah. that in fact Rhymesayers was created from that lack of you know we ne- i never felt like i could send my demo tape to new york and get results and i couldn't afford to go to new york and try to pass it around so we did the next best thing we just started t- taking recording our own tapes and and trying to sell them outside of the fucking concerts that we would go to like we'd sit outside of the fuji's concert and try to sell our tapes sit outside (laughs) of the roots you know what i mean like and and so i I feel like and that's kind of what rhyme series was built out of and i feel like other artists here saw that template and did their own versions of that you know what i'm saying and then then now there's there's some artists that have broken out of here. You know, you got like somebody like Lizzo, who was able to break out of here and become a major label artist, a, a very serious artist. You know, without, um, you know, without us. You know, and I love that because yeah. I I feel like for so long people looked at us like they needed our they needed our help or our co-sign to do it, um, because of rhyme stairs or sound set or whatever. And Lizzo proved not. You can do this as long as you make music that connects with people. That's really the most important element. You know what I mean? Is that it, does your music connect with people? You know? And if it does, yeah. cool. Now you got to figure out what what type of vehicle you need to get your music out there for people to be able to have the opportunity to connect with it.
0: And what's that these days, man? Cuz like, you know, you got like a mixtape on SoundCloud or stuff cuz like what what people are doing Blows my mind, you know, and, 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 and reaching those like uh, fans is, is so hard. Like, well, not necessarily hard. It's like, um, it's almost like a cheat on a computer game. You put it in and boom, suddenly your demos in front of like thousands of fans. Um, like, have you got any advice to anybody out there? Like,
1: well, here's the thing. Don't, here's first advice is don't believe the hype. Like you're right. You, you know suddenly you can put your music in front of thousands of people but also remember there are thousands of people trying to put their music in front of thousands of people so you still need to you still need to be presenting some art that stands out above the rest and connects and so again the bottom line is still are you making something first and foremost are you making something that is genuine to you and and that you feel connected to. And then next, what are your expectations? Because I feel like that has never changed. I don't care if you are from New York and you were rapping in the 80s, or if you're, you know, out of like San Antonio, Texas, and you're rapping today, or if you're in Perth, or if you're, you know, I don't care where you are or what you're yeah. doing. If you if you're not if you don't love what you're doing, if you don't love your music and your friends don't genuinely love your music, then you got to you got to start over. You have to make some music that is connecting, Test it on your friends. If it connects them, then take it to the next level in the next. As far as like, you know, the vehicle, I don't know what to say. I'm confused. I am just as confused as anybody <laughs> because it, it, it changes every day, every day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's almost like, you know, I watch I watch my kids and 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 see how they discover music, right? And, you know, one one of my sons is full in, man. He 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 is constantly searching for stuff. So he discovers things that I've never heard of. He discovers yeah. things that only have, you know, 600 views, yeah. but it's good. You know what I mean? And so it's right. like So again, you, you know, and then he shares it with his friends. And so It's no different than when, let's say in the 70s, somebody would get their hands on a record and hear it and be like, oh, this is great. And they share it with their friends. And word of mouth is what does it. The cool thing now is word of mouth itself is very strong. Now, word of mouth is stronger than it's ever been. Because now, you have friends in other cities because of, you know, the interconnectedness of social media, and then they have friends in other cities and so on and so forth. So if you have a song that connects with a couple of people, your potential to be able to make that song connect with hundreds by tomorrow is is way greater than it was when I was young. But in the same, in the same breath, when I was young, there weren't as many people trying to do this. You know, now really? there are so, so, so many people trying to do it that it, it's like the market is really, really full, and Dude, so again,
0: saturated, man. Everything's you gotta, saturated.
1: So you got to figure out how to, just how to make that connection. But truth be told, man, you got to connect with yourself first and foremost. You know, you got to love what you're doing because people will see through your shit if you don't. If you don't really genuinely love what you're doing, why should anybody else?
0: I I think that's so important to remember, isn't it? Because I I had some uh, radio. A radio DJ like a, a few years ago, well, fucking ages ago, really, um, uh, it, it tell me exactly the same thing, you know. And he was very sweet, he was going to play my music, uh, but he was like, Look, um, the thing is, it's good, but it's not good enough. And, and when it, you know, it, it's, you want it to be as good as it can be. And I never understood that. All I wanted was a record deal, all I wanted was the, you know, the fucking touring and, and all that stuff. And I didn't kind yeah. of, I didn't make the connection, but um, Sean, we're gonna to have to call it um, an afternoon or a night for me, because um, um, that's life, I guess. But can I just say before you go, before this this finishes, um, I'm fucking loving what you're doing with Sire Rock, man. Like, word is so cool. Uh, side C, you know. Like, I think you've like, it's great, you know, and that collaborations go i don't think i've ever heard one track featuring so many people in all my life like it's so cool like i'm I'm talking about pressed by the way
1: oh yeah yeah that thank you man (laughs) listen man i gotta tell you right now uh I'm, i'm fortunate to be friends with everybody that's done that song um over the last over the over the over my career you know i've made a lot of friends and many of them rap way better than me. And so I always <laughs> want, seriously, I always want to make songs with people that rap better than me, because if you can, it's the, You know, it's the same thing, I, I like to travel the world with people who can fight better than me, because then I know that I'm the baseline and so I can count on everybody else around me. Same thing with rap. I'm the baseline, I'm, I'm the baseline and then everybody else <laughs> that's standing next to me is even better. So this is gonna be great. You know what I mean? Like okay, um, yeah. Saw Rock specifically, hands down, uh, the, the probably for, to me, one of the best lyricists of our era right now, Jeez. you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. there's, it's, 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 it's really, like I'm saying, she raps next to like my heroes. And she holds her own next to Black Thought. You know what I'm saying? And Black Thought is one of my fucking heroes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so to me, I'm really happy that it's connecting with people, um, because I think that people, people need her right now man I, I think that i think this culture needs her i think that mm. the industry needs her i think that these kids need her i think that these grown-ups need her you know what i mean and so because yeah. it's not just her ability to rap but it's also what she's got to say i think that she is one of the more important artists of our of our era right now so
0: man no, I, th- I completely agree like i think her statement sharecroppers daughters like that 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 album is so it's it's yeah it's it, it, explicitly re- relevant and uh wow it's a breathtaking it's a breathtaking moment i think in hip-hop but i just think you know break through now in a big way please we, we need we need it you know but um, i'm glad uh, i'm glad it connected with you it did man i love speaking to her she's a beautiful woman man she's such a beautiful soul but um Sean, look, thank you so much for your fucking time, man. It's been it's it's been really eventful, and I tell you what, you, you never you would never have had this before, um, probably. But you do, and you're not from Boston, but you've got a bit of a Mark Wahlberg about you, man. Like your voice, it sounds a little bit like Mark Wahlberg. It's it, and I watched the other guys the other night with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Fuck me, man, it's been fucking with my head a little bit. This whole interview, I've been a bit like because I can't see your face, so I'm like jesus christ it's like this it's it's mark Wahlberg. no it's not it's not mark
1: you know what maybe maybe i am mark Wahlberg. you know you just never know right Uh, exactly well i appreciate your time thank you for taking the time to fuck with me have a have a have (laughs) a great have a great evening and uh and uh, I'll, i'll see you on the flip side
0: okay man thank you so much and good luck with everything okay
1: thank you brother you too peace